0: Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. Yes, it is chat time. Now this week, we're going to continue to discuss current events as well as scriptures.
0: Praise the Lord. So this week, we'll continue with that article that we were talking about. I found on the 700 Club website. It was talking about overcoming anger, which is something a lot of people need right now. So we were um, down to the part where, well, we were talking about how it, it just controls you. Anger controls you. If you makes, it. Makes you do things that you ordinarily wouldn't do because you're giving over if to... If you give over. If you're giving over to the enemy. You're giving over to... You're, out, you're in yourself. You're not, you're not part of...
2: Right. You're, you're in your flesh. But see, what people have to understand is that there are things that can make you angry, but you don't hold on to your anger. And does that mean that when you're no longer angry, have you have you just basically written off what, what the individual has done as if there's uh, no consequence to what they've done? No. It just means that you are no longer angry uh, uh, concerning it, but it doesn't mean that you turn the blind eye and say, well, it's okay what you did because a lot of times what people have done, it's not okay. It's just that you, you can't hold on to that feeling of a need for immediate justice, you're, you're wrong. Revenge. Yeah, well, you might not even want revenge, but you want justice, you know? You want, you want the person to answer for whatever it is that they've done, and the thing about anger, it doesn't really have room for mercy. So once a person, usually, when they're, when they're done being angry, if they're showing mercy, they're not as angry as they once were. And by the time they get to the place where they can show mercy, they're not saying what the person did is right.
0: I think what we see uh, today, when we see people shooting each other or killing or, or whatever, I think we see wrath.
2: Yeah, you give over to wrath because I that's sin.
0: that's, ev- that's a step up, that's...
2: Right, you've gone out of control, you into flesh, you've gone into your flesh. You've so gone I think beyond there are what God told you to do.
0: I think there are different levels of anger.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you can start out being angry, which is sort of like irritated, but you don't want to do anything about it. You just... Or, you know, for Christians, you know, you're angry, but um, you're angry, but you know that God has a final say, that he'll take care of your... He'll fight your battles for you. He'll take care of you. He'll make the wrong right. He'll um and, and you know, being angry, there are certain things that you can't ha- you don't have any control over. You have you can't control what other people do.
2: No. Or how
0: they run things or uh,
2: you can tell the Lord about it. And that's where the, the, your spiritual dependency on the Lord, your humbleness shows through because when you say I'ma let the Lord deal with it, that means something because you've crucified self and you're taking self out of the equation. So
0: So what we see a lot of today that's in the news is wrath. Right. Because they they've just given over they've just given them their whole body, mind, soul over to, to this wrath and they're out of control, and they're and the devil, actually, the enemy is controlling their actions, you know, and God can't do anything with that when you're in that state. When you're in that state, he has to just wait until you come to yourself, you know. Right,
2: in order to go to the Lord. And but, so.
0: uh, anyway, besides there being different stages of anger, um, you have to... We were talking last week that you have to recognize why are you angry? What is the source of your anger? What is it that makes you so angry? Is it a a person, what a person said or what they've done? Is it a situation? Is it, um, you know, are you angry over how a company runs their business? Are you angry... uh, which, which is okay, are but you, you can't hold to it. Are you angry because you're embarrassed by, by what someone did to you or said about
2: you? It could be. It could be. And then you have to recognize, well, that made me angry, but you're not, I'm not holding on to that.
0: Or are you angry at God?
2: Which is are, silly. Are you angry at God? <laughs>
0: you know, well, there, and then everything
2: is just your whole world is colored. That never turns out uh, Okay. Do you think that you could be angry with the Lord? Never, ever, ever. You
0: know, so the first step in overcoming anger is to be very, very honest with yourself. What is, you know, just between you and God? What is it that makes you so angry? And then the second thing is that, you know, once you sort of have an idea of what's making you so angry, then you have to say, well, I have to repent, you know, and tell the Lord I'm sorry. I I don't want to be like this. I'm sorry I give over to anger, give over to wrath.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, If you actually give in, yes, then you repent. If you recognize that you're angry and you say, Lord, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to let them humble myself and let you handle it.
0: So, anger is pretty much, it, you know, we say, in you're your, in yourself. It's, it, it's selfish. Hmm. Anger is very selfish. It's all about you, it's all about what you want to be justified. You want to be. It, but, but
2: it could also be justifiable. I mean, somebody could actually do something and actually wrong you and make you angry. And the Lord says, there's no sin in that. He said, you could be angry, but sin not. It's when you get to that point where you're trying to hold on to your anger that you're going to be in trouble. You know, and people hang on to it for years. Mm-hmm. And that's what's wrong. Because years. that'll eat away just like uh, cancer.
0: They can't just let go what happened 20, 30, 40 years right. ago. Unforgiving. They're living in the past. They're living,
2: mm-hmm. reliving
0: mm-hmm you know, they probably think about something and and it's like a broken record playing in their head and they remember that and they remember it. And and so this record is playing and playing and playing. And I remember, I remember, I remember. I It's stuck, you know? You gotta pick up that needle off of that record and... (laughs) Yeah,
2: and let the Lord fix it for you. I mean, if you actually say within yourself and mean it, Lord, I'm gonna let you fix this for
0: And in case anybody doesn't, if it's not real clear... Going to that point of anger where where you want to hurt and harm, that's sin. Mm-hmm. That is sin. If I wasn't clear, that's being sinful. Right. And there's only one cure for sin, and that's repenting. Telling the Lord all about it and asking him to forgive you for your anger. Mm-hmm. You tell him you need peace in your mind, peace in your heart. You need... To have peace about the situation. Right. Peace about the person. Peace about whatever it is that's causing you to
2: be angry. And you want the Lord to fix it so that you're not holding on to it. And and so and then once you realize the Lord's not saying you forget that it was a wrong. That's not what God is saying. He's saying you don't hold on to the anger. But you recognize when somebody has done something and it's wrong and you don't excuse the fact that it's wrong as if it never happened or didn't exist. That's not what the Lord is telling you to do. He's just saying, let me handle it.
0: You know, and I think there's a scripture that's, but it probably doesn't apply to this, but, you know, you shouldn't go to bed angry.
2: Right, don't let the sun go down on your wrath.
0: Um, and so if you do, it's like you're, you're almost putting it in cement. You know, well, because you're going to wake up thinking about it, you're going to walk around all day thinking about it. You're going to—it's going to
2: eat away at you. And as you're taking a big risk to go to bed angry, you know you don't want to close your eyes in a, in a spirit of anger and talking about you going to sleep. No, you want to get that. Strength. What if the
0: Lord takes you at that moment?
2: That's what I'm saying. You don't. You don't. You don't want to be angry, but you. You want. To take it to the Lord and let the Lord, let the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of the Living God, will comfort a person and let them know, I recognize that they've done you wrong. No. I recognize that you have been done wrong. I'm going to take care of it.
0: Now, it, it, not to say that it's not going to make you cry to the point where you're going to cry or be so upset. You know, you can be angry and sin not. You can be angry about a situation and and think about it and you know. And take it to the Lord, and let the
2: Lord know that you're hurt, and the Lord says, I recognize that that you're hurt, but just let me handle it. Now, it
0: might take a bit. mm -hmm. Taking it to the Lord means you might have to, you know, if it pops up in your head, get on your knees and, Mm -hmm. and ask the Lord again. You know, mm-hmm. forgive me for feeling so angry. Help me, give me some peace about this situation. Fight my battles for me. Right. Let me know. Give me, you know, some kind of confirmation that that it's going to be okay for me. You right. know? yeah You know. And then the next step is something a lot of people don't want to hear. Many people don't want to hear it, and that's forgive. Forgive. Which is what's wrong. Forgive. forgive.
2: That's because they think that when you say forgive, it means that you are saying forget that they wronged you. And that's not what God is saying. He's not telling you to get amnesia or to ignore the fact that they have actually done something that's wrong and could have lasting effect and could have ongoing effects in your life. The Lord's not saying that, he's saying, but that need for immediate justice, give it over to the Lord. You can't bring it about. And let the Lord handle
0: it. So how do you think the Lord felt when, when he was crucified and hung on that cross? You know, he probably was very angry with the people. But um, he, he could have. Been, what he did didn't. he do? He said, forgive them, for they, they, didn't, they don't know what they're doing. Right. Forgive them, Father, for they don't know, mm-hmm.
2: and that's what we're called to do. That's what we're supposed to do. And that's how you know it's the spirit of mercy, because had he been angry, he would have destroyed us.
0: You know, that's, that's really something. It's hard. I'm not saying it's hard. I know someone who's, who it took a long time because they knew someone who had killed their father. And it took a long time to be able to forgive that person for shooting the father. But it happened, and it ended up peaceful after that. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, it, you, know you, you don't know what the Lord will do in a situation. Right. You have no idea what God is able to do for you. And then the next step... Every day, each and every day, you give control of your life to the Lord. You have to say, Lord, take control of my life. I give you permission to take control of me. Guide me, direct me, undertake for me. Mm -hmm. Show me the way, show me how to act. You know, alter how I think and how I feel and how I see things. Give me a new outlook. Give me a new perspective, you know.
2: Right. Because there's so many more important things in Christ to concentrate on. So when we, on, we concentrate on God's goodness, and when, we, when the Lord says, think on these things, um, he means that so that our peace, our peace, isn't disturbed.
0: You know the the classic example is Job. He had every right to be angry. You know he was a you know he lost everything his family his home you know his livestock his. You know, he lost and lost, and then, on top of that, he was afflicted with sickness.
2: Right, and his servants mocked him, and his wife. And everybody
0: pretty much turned their back on him, insisting that he must have sinned. You had to do something in order to get this from God. You
2: had to do something. But, you know, it's like, it goes to show you, you can walk up right before people, and something happens and somebody starts out with a falsehood, like you had to do something wrong. And, and and they say, of course, look at the end results of what you're going through. You had to do something wrong. And the person says, no, I didn't. And, you, and he's probably thinking, you've seen me all this time. You've known me all these many years. Have you ever known me to do, oh, I must have missed it. You know, so you can actually be walking upright and people will put out a rumor or a lie and you have to give it over to the Lord because people usually will believe the lie before they will the truth.
0: Now, he had every, every right, every reason to become angry with God. But in spite of his circumstances, he he didn't shake his fist at God. Because he, he wasn't
2: stupid. <laughs> Job wasn't stupid. Instead, what did he do?
0: This is the famous line that he said in Job chapter 2, verse 10. He said, shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? Mm-hmm. He had enough sense to say God blesses you and blesses you and blesses you, but then when something goes wrong, what are you supposed to do? Get angry at him? No, you accept it and thank him and and ask him to help you through it. Right. So you have to surrender. You, you know, when I say give God control over your life, you have to surrender to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to come to the point where... And it reminds me of the twelve-step program, you know, for AA. You know, you have to know that you have to give surrender to God because only He knows; right. He has control
2: over everything. And, and once you do, because you're walking in the Spirit, because you, you, you see have clearly. No,
0: you don't have the power to do to to let go of that wrath and that anger. You have you all by yourself don't have
2: that no, ability. You, you have the ability to yield yourself unto the Lord. So, And the fact that you're angry, God, and, and, and it's a comfort to know that God's not looking down on you because somebody has wronged you and it's made you angry. He's saying, but you don't, you don't hold that. You let me handle it. I recognize that, that you've been wrong. I'm going to deal with it. And once you yield yourself over to the Lord like that, you find yourself In a spiritual plane, you find yourself somewhere other than in your flesh, and you can communicate with the Lord. You can talk to the Lord. The Lord can reassure you. God can show you things to come. The Lord, the Holy Ghost begins to comfort you. And then the next thing you know, it's important, but it's not important to the point where you are willing to step outside of God's will.
0: And we're not saying that you should suppress your anger. We're not saying, well... No, Um, we're saying we're not saying, you know, try to hide it. Right. We're not not saying, pretend you don't feel angry. We're not saying, because what when you do that, it it festers just like a sore. Right. And then then it gets bigger and bigger. Because you're still angry. Just like a cancer, Mm -hmm. it's inside of you and it's eating you up alive. Right. You you can't you can't keep it to yourself. You have to confess it over to God. You have to admit that you are powerless over this and you need his help and and you repent and you say, I'm sorry and I need the direction and and forgive other people for what they have done for you, Mm -hmm. against you, to you. You don't suppress it because if you suppress your anger, it's never going to go away.
2: Right, because you're still angry. You you actually want to get rid of the anger. The situation you know, there's some things that people have done that will affect a person for the rest of their life. Right. See, so, so you can't hold to that anger for your lifetime, no. But when you give it over to the Lord, when you actually are walking hand in hand with the Lord, you find that God begins to reveal to you on a spiritual level that you can't even begin to describe to others because it's between you and God yeah
0: that's that's really something um you have to just you know the 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 only solution is to you know like you have to take like you're you've got the reins of a horse and you're you're going guiding the horse you take those reins and you hand hand them over the the reins of your heart you hand it over to god Mm -hmm. you just give up that's pretty much what it is. Surrendering mm-hmm. is just giving up. I can't do this. I can't. Please change me. And walk with God in love and forgiveness every day and pray. And,
2: you know, you have to know that. I ask God to give you the understanding. Because I'm telling you, a lot of people think that forgiving means letting the person almost uh, validating the wrong or the sin that the person has done. No, God has never said that. All he said was that you recognize that he is God and it's he that is going to direct to direct our path. Not not us trying to direct and order our own steps. We're going to let the Lord do it.
0: And in Ephesians chapter 4 it talks about about anger. But be angry but don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't give the devil an opportunity. To work his way in, don't grieve the Holy Spirit, Let mm-hmm. all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, mm-hmm. along with malice. Mm-hmm. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving each other, just as God has forgiven
2: you. Right, and so in this sense, they're talking about among the brethren. You uh, know, so there, and I have seen it, I have seen pastors who are angry with other pastors, and that should not be. I mean, it's just common knowledge within the church that this particular pastor doesn't get along with this pastor. And I said, that's contrary to God's word. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, that was our little topic about anger. Now, uh, I ran across this. I didn't get the whole article because it came from ChristianHeadlines.com, but it, I just... Um, wanted to make a note out of it. it, it according to Relevant Magazine, um, there are groups that are largely based in Kosovo and Macedonia and attempt to target American Christians with prov- pr- provocative content. The groups may be uh, part of a larger network that collectively work to reach Americans and they're talking about there are 19 top Christian pages on Facebook that are run by Eastern European troll farms. Hmm. So 19 of Facebook's top 20 pages for American Christians were managed by Eastern European troll farms in 20. 19. So if you think you're on Facebook and, oh, this is a nice Christian talk, you, 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 they're polluting your, your
2: mind with. With what? I mean, because you should, if you're going to be looking on, online for things having to do with scriptures, then you should know scripture. You should study to show yourself approved, because once you embrace the truth, you won't be deceived. Now, see, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. The first thing that we gird uh, uh, when we got the armor of God and we're girding ourselves up is with truth. Because if your foundation isn't based on truth, then everything else, you know, is, is will be based on falsehood. So you have to know your word. You have to abide in the word. The word is abiding in you so that if someone... Like one of these troll sites, giving something contrary to God's word, you say no.
0: And, you know, Facebook's been in the news recently because of, um, well, this former employee is talking about how it's harmful to children.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, parents, I'm sorry. I, I have told parents, I would say, you know, your child shouldn't be listening uh, to these things that are online like that. Uh, ma- matter of fact, I told them, they shouldn't even have a telephone And but they let them have the phone, the children get on sites, they find many harmful things, and the parents go ahead and they do it anyway. So, I thought in this instance, I thought parents,
0: yeah, there's a lot of things bombarding our children, Mm -hmm. and you need to monitor that closely. Yes, you need to know what they're looking at, what they're. Who they're calling? Who they're talking to? Right. You need to know
2: that. You don't need a phone. Yeah. Uh-uh. Unless uh, unless they have a phone and it's just it's limited. You give them one of those paid cards and they only get like
1: so many minutes, minutes on it. That. That's <laughs> it. No
2: internet connection. Nothing. Just for emergencies.
1: Yeah. In our kids, elementary school kids can have phones, the tablets, want, and everything t- else. Yeah. When I went to school, only school. Only phone we used was the school phone in the office and the right. school phone in the room. Uh, and they, you had to have I yeah,
0: I didn't use that. The, right. the
2: nurse. You had to have a, somebody a, would call right. for you. a real reason to use it. Yeah, I've, I've never. And, and even at home, when we were coming up, there was no such thing as talking on the phone. My parents talked on the phone, but <laughs> that was it. Yeah,
0: we had one phone. We had one phone, and it was in the, the living room. Mm-hmm. And, and the TV was in the living room. It was a, like a family room. You know, so everybody was always in the room, mm-hmm. you know. So if you got a phone call, mm-hmm. everybody was there. What are you talking? What are you talking about? You talk loud so I can hear you. <laughs> I, I didn't even get that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is, ends our discussion for this week.
1: Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Today's verses of the day come from Proverbs 3 and 26 and Proverbs 4 and 26. Now, Proverbs 3 and 26 reads, For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Now, Proverbs 4 and 26 reads, Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Now, ain't God all right? God is
0: all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, Which wicked king of Judah was afflicted with a disease of the bowels? And that answer is Jehoram. The answer can be found in 2nd Chronicles chapter 21 verses 16 to 18 and it says, Moreover the Lord stirred up against Jehoram the spirit of the Philistines and of the Arabians that were near the Ethiopians. And they came up into Judah and broke into it and carried away all the substance that was found in the king's house, and his sons also, and his wives, so that there was never a son left him save Jehoaz, the youngest of his sons. And after all this, the Lord smote him in his bowels with an incurable disease. This week's food for thought is, who took a stone and put it between Mizpah and shen, and called it Ebenezer. Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.